0: Welcome to Sticky Interviews. I'm Nathan Simmons, Senior Leadership Coach and Trainer for MBM, Making Business Matter, the home of Sticky Learning. We are the provider of leadership development and soft skills training to the grocery and manufacturing industry. The idea of these interviews is to share great ideas, great concepts and great ways these skills are being used to help you be the best version of you in the work that you do. Welcome to the show digging into some different territory with this next conversation. So I've got the pleasure of speaking to Jay Rahman. So we've had a bit of a conversation to and fro through LinkedIn. We've had a little bit of a look at each other's leadership aspirations and we are both super enthusiastic about leadership as a whole and have big visions about what we want to create in the world. But I'm not going to spoil that part yet until we get into that. And <laughs> let Jay share that one. First of all, let me introduce him completely by some of his accolades and his current um, um, celebratory points along this journey. So he's an award winning lecturer, consultant and public speaker. He has a vision to enhance the practice of leadership at a global level. And he's already doing this through his training of aspiring managers in Mauritius, Malaysia, Indonesia, Singapore and Morocco, which in itself is pretty astounding for any leadership trainer. Um, In fact, he's already clocking up over 7,000 leaders so far that he has supported and guided and mentored. Amongst all this, he's also achieved five fellowships, which in itself is a unique accomplishment. (coughs) And one of the interesting places that he likes to start his conversations is about how he likes to introduce himself as the magician. But we're going to get into that in a minute. We're not going to cover that bit. But first of all, Jay, I just want to say massive thank you for being here. Really appreciate you taking the time um, to have this conversation with us and, and develop up some of these ideas for the listeners. Thank you very much. So why do they call you? What, tell them like they don't call you. I don't think they call I think you've started this somewhere. Why do they call, Why do you call yourself the magician?
1: Um, uh, Before I go into that Nathan, I just want to say um, thank you very much uh, for giving me the opportunity to come on the show and it's always great to work with like-minded professionals and I appreciate you taking the time out and making this happen, so thank you. you. Um, So um, going back to your question if you like Nathan, why I like to introduce myself as the magician, Uh, sounds weird, bizarre, strange, people have said things in the past um but there's a reason behind it there's an explanation behind it um yes it is part of my personal branding and um, i believe it presents me in the best possible way so the reason why i consider myself the magician so with all my clients if you like the individuals i have developed on the leadership program over the years what i like to do is create moments that allows them to find that inner voice that confidence boost and then take that away with them to their office and experience those magical moments where they they are able to inspire the team members they are able to take them on an inspiring journey and also connect with the clients the customers um So so, so that is my um, explanation why I like to introduce myself as a magician. So if you ask me, I do like to create those moments where everyone in the group or the session or on an individual level, they feel um, there's positive energy to work with and there's something to take away.
0: That's amazing. How much do you know about Jungian archetypes?
1: Um, sorry, um, can I just say again, please?
0: How much do you know about the Jung archetypes? Um, not much. Good, but the the inter- but this is the interesting part of it is Jung says there's four kind of main archetypes. It's the warrior, the king, the magician, and the lover. And actually, the magician is the creative energy he comes up with new solutions new ideas it comes with that sort of energy so even without you realizing it you say you like to introduce yourself as a magician because you'd like to create these magic moments but it is about that creation so you're channeling that inner magician which is you know it's a really nice thing whether you're doing it consciously or subconsciously it doesn't matter <laughs> because it's all about the people in the room experiencing that then carrying it and going and doing something different and I also know about you is you you pride yourself on thinking outside of the box now yeah it it, again it's that magician energy that magician archetype that creates the new solutions of being outside of the box so that's you know super important so it's really nice that you know that you introduce yourself that way because it then sets kind of um not a a precedent It's, it's you're setting an intention about what you're gonna to bring to that room, what you're gonna to bring to your clients and what those people are gonna carry when they walk out of that room as well. So that's super important. I like that a lot.
1: No, thank you for that. Um it's something I I I have experienced uh in, in in with my interaction with uh, with my clients and, and, and learners and all the rest. It's important to set the boundaries. It's important to set the scene. And from my perspective, it's always beneficial when I share, when I can share a little bit about my success, what I I have achieved with regard to my journey. And I do believe there's still so much more I would like to do and achieve as the years go on uh, basic great way to get a reaction. So I've had so many people ask me, Jay, why do you call yourself the magician? And I'm like, give me a minute and I'll explain myself. Um, and it's interesting, once I've had the chance to explain and go over it, often people would approach me and say, we really admire your confidence level, we admire the way you present yourself, and it makes sense. So it's not just a cliche, it is a part of me.
0: Absolutely that. And, when, and I think it's when you're setting that intention as a trainer, and for us, it's all about behavioural change, and we'll get into that later on, when we as trainers and consultants, as speakers walk into a room, we come with a reason. We come with a sense of purpose. We have our own internal dialogue. And when we walk into that room, we are going to do a certain kind of thing in that space based on what we're bringing. And that's the reason why we were invited into that room. That's why companies pay us. That's why people invite us to speak and do that thing. Because we come with that reason. Uh, for me, my purpose when I articulate it is. I am challenging people's thinking so they can become more incredible than yesterday. That's the first words that come out of my mouth every morning. And it's the reason I get up. So when I walk into a training room and I tell people, I am going to challenge your thinking so that you can become more incredible than yesterday. And people look at me like, who's this madman? Yeah. Is
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then they said, like, you can see some of the people they are like that. Oh, oh, I'm not sure about this fellow. What's going on? And then I ask them, is it okay that I challenge your thinking? so that you can become more incredible than yesterday. Now, it's a loaded question. I know what the answer is gonna be. If you say no, then you're in the wrong <laughs> room. But by doing that, you already prepare the room. You're already kind of, you're creating that atmosphere, that ambiance as you as the speaker and the trainer. So people can decide whether they're gonna buy into it. And then you go in, because you've already set your bar, your expectation. you deliver mm-hmm. your content, and you wanna bring people to that level, to that bar. Absolutely. So when you turn up as the magician, you're there to create magic, you know. It's I love it. I think it's genius.
1: <laughs> um, it it hasn't let me down, and 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 it's been with me um for the last seven years. Nice. And 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 over the initially when I considered the yes, it made me feel uncomfortable, and I wasn't too sure about myself. And I was on an interesting journey. Partially, I was developing myself, and also looking at ways to enhance my brand achieve awards and 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 also build my credibility but the last two years has been absolutely amazing uh with regard to achieving the fellowships i believe i'm the only one in the uk who's achieved five and 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 my target is seven Mm. um so i've got two more um i'm working towards um so it's been an interesting journey and and over the years i've found greater confidence in the brand and 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 why it's become a part of me um so yeah it's been an interesting journey
0: i think you have to discover who you are almost you have to go into that kind of self-reflection okay who is it i'm bringing what and what's the reason i'm bringing for but i think because we we are unlearned we we unlearn who we actually are through a course of time through our experiences and then it takes a little bit of getting used to to step back into that power and <clears> own it and then go and do that thing. So it, like you say, you say it's a bit of a journey. It took me maybe two years to get really comfortable, two and a half years to get really comfortable to say to people. And people say, oh, what do you do for a job? I help people become more incredible than yesterday. And they're like, oh. <laughs> but you say it with such confidence. people go, oh, I'd like to do that as a job. And they have no idea what you do. You know, it is, mm-hmm. it's but because you come with that confidence and you're it's almost like you're putting on you know you're, you're taking off the jacket of the labels of other people and just being you and only, and being responsible in that you know um so it is yes it takes time to get comfortable with it but the more people that get comfortable in that kind of um understanding of themselves sure the more incredible um, the world becomes
1: Also, Nathan, I think it's on my part, it's um, it's fair for me to thank my my previous employers. So particularly the Royal Bank of Scotland. Um, When I first moved into banking, um, my my background prior to moving into learning and development was banking. Mm -hmm. And I worked with the Royal Bank of Scotland for 10 years. As a young person, I didn't have much confidence. I struggled with presentations. I struggled interacting with my clients, customers. But it was great. Certain individuals saw potential in me and decided to invest in me as a professional. They enhanced my communication skills. They gave me the exposure to work with clients on various projects. And it was an amazing journey. And, and, and going through the whole journey, if you like, it gave me the opportunity to self reflect and mm. understand a lot more about myself as a person, as a professional. And what I found, I love working with individuals. I'm not someone who can be locked in an office and on, work on my own. I mean, even with this whole lockdown, I'm struggling because I love being around people. I love inspiring people. I love bringing the best out of people. That's my style, that's my approach. Um, but yeah, without the training, the guidance, the support, uh, there's no way I, 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 I would be doing what I am doing with, with confidence and passion if it was not for that initial journey. So I am grateful to my previous employer, the Royal Bank of Scotland. Uh,
0: do you know it's it's unfortunately for me, it's novel to hear that that people say these sorts of things, you know, you were, for me, you were in the right place, right people, right environment and that was the Royal Bank of Scotland, phenomenal. And you know you've had the right conversations, and I don't think those that sort of environment is that common. I don't think it's that regular, from my viewpoint of it, um, which is probably why you do what you do, and is why I do what I do. And <laughs> and I, I've said this to you previously. You know, I came from the flip side of it. Yes, I was in banking. Yes, I've been in lots of other businesses, but I had some of probably the worst managers and leaders, and the worst environments. And it was frustrating it was painful um i didn't enjoy the process but at the same time i'm 100 percent grateful for the experiences that i got from those people because i learned some of the most valuable leadership lessons from the most um, damaging leaders and mm. managers um because i had that ability to self-reflect myself without that you know you see um for me that's one of the key traits of a good leader or someone that is you know is working in the leaderships, It's that ability to reflect and kind of mm. develop from that um super important and it's nice and novel and refreshing to hear that you've had that growth uh, and, and that potential seen in you early on as well
1: yeah and, and and also the the clients um or the customers um they played a massive part i mean I can look back and, and reflect on situations where a customer would just walk in on a Monday morning, Jay, how's was your weekend? We just want to have a chat with you. Uh, and it's bizarre considering someone would come in just to see you as a person, just to see your face. And there have been situations where clients have opened up about their own vulnerabilities and I had to push them back and say, I'm really sorry, I'm not a qualified counsellor. We shouldn't really be having this discussion. I'm here to trying to sell you some financial products is <laughs> this is not part of the package if you like yeah. um and yeah it's, it's it's just um it's just been interesting and and, and i'm just excited uh, in terms of what's ahead for me um, with my vision and what i would like to do so yeah it's it's, it's, it's been a great journey for me the last 27 years
0: and but even in you saying that is there are kind of there are not red flags is the wrong there's alarm bells that are ringing of people are asking you this stuff and approaching you with this stuff for me that kind of the telltale signs that you're going that there is a direction that you're designed to be going in when people start sharing that sort of thing with you that you you know you're propagating kind of this skill set where you're you you magnetize people to you because they need that support that guidance that magic energy or whatever you know The other part, I think as a leader, as a manager, maybe people only see that in reflection. But as for another element of the leadership, we'll talk about this in a minute, is being able to see that in your people and understanding, actually, let's see what that skill is. Let's see what their unique superpower is, their USP, and help them to foster and develop that for them as an individual. Yes, inside our team, yes, inside our business, but also for them and their long-term growth which may be outside of this organisation doing something completely different, rather than trying to keep it, keep them in this team and, and stifled and, and, and suffocated, you know?
1: Yeah, um, and, and you have made a very valuable point, Nathan. Um, something I like to do with my clients, so I promote this concept uh, uh, around the dream team. So it's not just developing a team, it's developing the dream team, a team that looks out for the organization's best interest a team that's eager to move the organization forward and often management or leaders would say there's a lot of work that needs to go into it and we need to invest into training and all the rest but actually it's not true what's important is respect it's making a team feel valued it's making the team members feel appreciated and also every now and then just saying appreciate your work, thank you very much for helping me out, and it's great to have you as part of this team. That's all it is. It's mm-hmm. creating this atmosphere where people feel this sense of belonging. We feel we're family, we're one unit. Um, something we Brits lack is creating this atmosphere around families. But if you look at the American companies, they're very passionate when it comes to creating this whole environment where everyone feels they're part of the unit, part of the Family, there's a purpose, there's a sense of belonging, and these things—it's amazing. It fascinates me, and, and and there's just so much scope in terms of developing professionals and 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 helping them up the game. Um, it's amazing in terms of opportunities. It is, and
0: you talk about the family thing, and I talked about I've talked about this. Not sure with you, but previously, you now, and I'm, I'm training. Is when I'm leading a team, I treat the people in my team like they are my children, not like a child. You know, this is your work family, and they could be, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, I, I've worked with people that are 66, you know, 67 years old, and they are still my work children. You know, <laughs> it, it, I, look after, I look after them and nurture them because I want them to develop. I, you know, I get the same sense of parental pride when they succeed and they go and do something. I get the same sense of parental shame when they, when, when they make a mistake or, you know, uh, make, make an error to a customer. I get that same sensation. And you know, is we spend more time at work than we do actually at home with our real families. Mm. So these are the people that you need to be building bonds with and, and relating with and getting excited about. Because we don't go home and talk about the number of toilet rolls we sold or the number <laughs> of burgers we flipped. We don't know, do we? we? We talk about the conversations we have with people. We talk about oh, what Bob did or what Jane did or the, you know how you helped a customer overcome the problem because they were stuck roadside, whatever. It, that's what you talk about is the relationships that we build. That's... Absolutely. Let's start, Look, we're, we're going in 15 different ways from Sunday on this. So look, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm keen, to, keen to get more of this information, but let's make it really pinpoint and focused. For you, what is the greatest quality a leader needs to, de- needs to develop?
1: Emotional intelligence.
0: Boom. Okay, go. Tell me more.
1: Um, See, what I found from my own research, when it comes to managers, almost 80% of managers lack emotional intelligence. And what that basically means is having the ability to read your own vulnerabilities and appreciate how your behavior could impact everyone around you. So effectively, your team members. And if we consider the current situation with the whole coronavirus outbreak, there's a good possibility once we once we're able to deal with it and 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 get through the process, um remote working would take off. that's my belief that's what i what I passionately think or believe will happen and there'll be a bigger emphasis on connecting digitally with our colleagues, our team members, so for example, WebEx, Zoom, and all the rest. But it's absolutely necessary for managers and leaders to be aware how the, how the behavior could impact. If you're in a business environment, it's, it's, it's very easy for you to assess your own behavior, for example, our body language. Uh, if someone reacts or demonstrates confusion, it creates the opportunity for us to challenge our behavior. But when it's all digital and not necessarily there's no cam, cam, uh, webcam or camera angle, we're not necessarily aware of our behavior. So for me, emotional intelligence plays a big part. Uh, it's also looking at how we develop our relationship with everyone around us, not just work colleagues and family and friends, but everyone, the human, everyone that that, that allow us to progress and, and become who we are. Um, so for me, it's about taking ownership. It's about appreciating our own vulnerabilities. Because we all, there's, there's room for improvement regardless how 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 established we are in our careers our job our profession there's always the gap we need to explore um so yeah for for me it it, it's the most important aspect of leadership that needs to be developed emotional intelligence
0: and it's interesting you talk about the gap and i think there is when we're goal setting if i set my goal for three five ten years or whatever And I start to evolve as a person because it's not about achieving the goal. It's about the person you have to become in order to make the goal a reality. But as you start to evolve, so does your goal. So in truth, you can't, yes, you do achieve the goal, but you don't because your goal is on this conveyor belt, which is constantly in front of you. And it's. It's not that there's a gap, it's just that you're developing as an individual. So there is always that one degree of improvement, that 1% change that you can make that gets a better result. There is the the word that you could change, the approach that you use. And it's having the ability, that, that self-reflection, as we mentioned earlier. Being emotionally savvy. Okay, how did I feel when I had this conversation with that person? What emotions came up for me when I said that? To them? Oh, I saw they weren't happy, I didn't feel good having that Mm -hmm. ability to see and to feel yourself and it's going to be conscious of what and who you're bringing to that conversation and then go and do the reflection piece then go and make the improvement if you need to apologize apologize hold your hands up and say i made a mistake ask them how you could make it better for them next time
1: yep absolutely um also um 2018 the chartered management institute carried out research on um, the competencies of management and management figures. And what they found, um, which inspired me at the time, 80%, percent—so it was more than 80% of managers are accidental managers. And, 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 and often when I bring, when I share this topic with my clients, my learners, People react very negatively. Jay, we've worked very hard to get, get to where we are. We believe we're good managers and all the rest. And it motivates me just to demonstrate some weaknesses within their own behavior, the abilities. Um, but this research, I found it re- inspiring and, and, and it encouraged me to push myself to do a lot more. Hence, I decided to develop myself at the highest possible level. So recently, I've completed my level 7 diploma in leadership management so in strategic management and lead- leadership with the Chartered Management Institute. Um I'm 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 do- I'll be starting my masters in September so I'll be doing it in leadership and management and my long-term goal is to achieve my PhD in management so in leadership. Mm. Um so again it's having that visibility and pushing yourself.
0: Yeah agreed. And it- for me, when I did my coaching degree. Um, now I knew that technically you don't need a, a qualification in coaching. I mean, there's plenty of coaches out there that say I'm a coach, and some of them do a good job, some of them do, you know, a, a debatable job, you know, it, it, but for me, it's the process of going through the qualification that made the difference. It was for me, doing the research and writing the essays, and reflecting on what I thought I knew what i didn't know, and, and breaking some of those disbeliefs uh, those misnomers down, but then also going through the process of doing the coaching hours, so you know going and documenting a hundred hours of coaching, reflecting on it, refining it, seeing what we're, and again it comes back to that reflection that emotional intelligence piece i didn't need to do the qualification, but as a result of doing the qualification. I am fundamentally a different kind of person, you know, at a, a genetic level, as a result of going through that process. So when you talk about going to do a PhD in this, the level of depth you go into, the understanding that you get out of that, the opportunity to, to break theories down and come at things from different angles and shift other people's perspectives while you're going through that process is phenomenally powerful.
1: <sighs> right, um something i'll quickly share it's just a quote that i work with a lot and um i just can't remember the name of the gentleman now it's arnold something apologies but it's just gone now uh, but all it is it's just a, a minor quote and it says a, a good leader is someone who who who, who is willing to accept say uh, take responsibility when things are not going well and also not always looking at taking the credit so it's more about the team as opposed to the leader um i'm sure his name will come back to me it's just gone now so yeah. um um oh that's the arnold uh arnold Blasto. nice
0: and it's it's, uh, it's not about being self-deprecating it's about it comes back to that newton quote about being the giant you know you know it's not the only reason i could see so far is because i stood on the shoulder of giants and you know, when you're as a leader, it's about being the giant. Yes, but enabling people to climb up on your shoulders so they can see further than you ever did. You know, and I say this a million times: is when you have children, you know, no parent in their right mind wants their child to be equal to or less than them. No way, shape, or form. You want your children to supersede you. You want them to have a bigger house than you. You want them to be more successful than you. You want them to have a bigger impact. All of that stuff. And it's the same when we're as leaders. When we suddenly get get out of our own way and get out of our own ego and go, do you know what? There's a set of shoulders here. Climb up. Let's see how far you want to go.
1: Yeah, makes sense. Um, valuable, absolutely.
0: Uh, yeah, I love your thinking, and I love the depth at which you're willing <laughs> to go. You know, the, the the depth at which you're willing to go with your time to invest in this subject for so many people, because that's what makes a difference. Um, <laughs>
1: I mean, there's also other motives behind uh, that. There, there are other motives, for example, my vision, uh, which I'll, I'll share when you would like me to share. You uh, share when
0: it's appropriate for you.
1: <laughs> well, um, my vision is uh, in the next seven years, I would like to reach 7 million leaders across the world. And I am working on an exciting project at the moment that would allow me to connect with my, um, not clients but with the professionals in terms of developing them and 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 i am confident um i mean i'm not going to talk too much about my concept uh, I'm, I'm still working on it um but in terms of what i have in mind uh, it would be a unique concept and the reason why i've said given myself seven years um i would like to achieve a professor's title before nice. i roll out the program it's for me, it's important to have that credential, the reputation behind the program, the process and all the rest. So effectively it would be a digital platform, but it would be very different to what we know. And I am excited about the uh, scope and I am confident I'll hit my mark. Seven years, seven million clients across the world. No big deal. We'll get there.
0: Nice. That's my
1: vision. That's my thinking
0: and the only for me when i talk to people about goal setting is the only difference between a small idea and a big idea is the limit to which you apply in your own head and then it's kind of you know it's understanding well it's not the goal it's about the person i have to become it's not the goal it's about the emotions i want to feel when i get to there and then you start to build those emotions now which turns you into that person from the inside out so it makes the goal a reality
1: um absolutely
0: and And it just
1: means I. sorry um Go I it just means I, I can more passionately go around promoting the whole concept around being the magician.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And,
0: and for me, I talk about setting big goals and stuff. But in truth, even if you didn't hit 7 million people, for whatever reason in the next seven years, and you fell short and you only got 50% and you only got to 3.5 million, would the world be a better place as a result?
1: hundred percent
0: so it'd be crazy not to aim for seven million we know if you aim for 3.5 million maybe you only get one you know you aim for the seven maybe you you know you're still head and shoulders above where anywhere where you were previously
1: yeah yeah um the reason why um i am feeling confident um so over the last few weeks um a lot of professionals have approached me and 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 we've had discussions around developing individuals and and some of the ideas I've shared, people have come back and said, oh, yeah, this is amazing. It's so simple, yet it's amazing. Mm. Um, and, and my argument is, is simplicity that's, that's the most effective. It, it's not important to make it all fancy and, and complicated. It's simplicity. It's, for me, it's the mass market. It's targeting effectively everyone, not just being specific. And therefore, um, the process I have in mind, um, it's a very simple concept but it would just change the landscape nice. and um yeah I, I mean i wish i could share a lot more with you um but because i'm also trying to keep it as protected as possible um but as as the years progress um yes it'll it'll become more visible in terms of sharing it with the wider audience
0: and i hope so too and why because i I look at the concept that you know, there's 95% of the world would probably have no idea that they have a sense of purpose, let alone know where they're going. And even if you know, with 95 or 98%, even if you could shift that by 1%, how different would the world be? How different would civilization be, humanity be? Um, you know, when you're aiming at say 7 million people, what happens when you raise their consciousness? And I, I, you may do this as well, but I talk about internal leadership as well as external leadership. If you cannot lead yourself you cannot lead anybody. no if you cannot take the lead on an interview, you're not going to get promoted. If you're not going to get promoted you're not it's just changing these dynamics one step at a time um, so we are all visionary leaders if we choose to tap into it at some point yeah. we we have this skill set. so the more people that you can get to to get the this internal view, this internal dialogue, the more people raise their game civilization changes as a whole and that's not too i don't think that's too big an ask, to be
1: honest no and also um um just relating back to um what you've just said nathan and um, it's also important for us to become role models so oh, if yes. i'm if i'm not able to inspire myself how can i possibly inspire the people around me oh yes and and, and for me uh, when when i talk about inspiring and i appreciate Different individuals have different goals, different uh, definition around success. Uh, My motive is not to make money or become a millionaire or anything like that. It's just to make this world a better place from a leadership perspective. And when we talk about connecting with our team members, our fellow colleagues, um, like you said earlier on, we spend so much time with them. Why not make their existence purposeful? Why not make it fun for them? Mm -hmm. So they, they look back and they say, Jay, I've got your back.
0: Mm. And this is, you know, for me, when you look at the size of that goal, for me, my goal is, is big, you know, I've said 100 million people, I'm not, you know, I'm not just saying this kind of to, you've got seven years, my life goal is 100 million people to positively and successfully influence the growth and development of 100 million people through my coaching and training. And I had, and the reason I share this part is I had aspirations to be walking on stage, I could see the vision, me walking on stage, audience of 15,000 people. You know you know having this but I, was, I found that my kind of my goal has changed shape the more that I've evolved the more that my thinking has shifted and actually I see myself in front of an audience of 15 people and that audience of 15 people are people that think radically different that have big goals that I can then work with that helps them to go and impact the millions of people
1: absolutely um,
0: but like you say, that, that, that impact to one person could mean something totally different to someone else. Their vehicle to make it happen as well is completely different. For some it's a coach, some it's a hairdresser.
1: You know, it's yeah. different worlds. Um, also, um, for me, Nathan, it's important to give the individuals, and when I say the individuals, the managers, the leaders, the confidence to go on and achieve greater success. So uh, just to give you an example, someone I worked with for the last three years um, in terms of developing this individual, working on the confidence level. Um, So this individual was someone who was relatively new to management. Considering it's been a three year's journey, uh, this individual has moved into a senior position with a reputable company. And for me, that that excites uh, the passion, the excitement, uh, uh, the buzz you feel uh, you can't put a, a financial value to it. I mean, as a banker, all I, there was a phase where I cared about just bonuses. It was about yeah. hitting the targets and it was about having that lifestyle where uh, this dreamy lifestyle, you go on holidays and you drive a nice car. Uh, you, you do what was required at the time and I go into expensive bars and all the rest. And yes, I have had the, the opportunity to live that life. But what matters to me the most is the influence, the impact, the 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 vision, how I can change the world as a wider community, um, and also make the commercial environment more feasible going forward. Yeah,
0: and it's helping people to 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 plug into that internal leadership so they go and excel and it, it's, a, it's commercially viable for them you know they, they can create their own business their own impact so and again as, as as leaders and coaches and trainers or whatever you know we get them to plug in that so then we can do more of that and then we can get that loop or uh, uh, that commercial loop of, of re- um, re- reciprocity mm. that keeps it going so you can impact and get connect with more people look i want to continue that train of thought so <laughs> for you and i know we touched on a couple a couple previously what are the top three traits for leadership
1: um well the first one for me is having a vision or someone who's visionary and with visionary comes the whole aspect around inspiring the people around you so uh, naturally when we're in difficult situations we we look for opportunities to admire Someone who would just stand out from the crowd and take us on an interesting journey, help us achieve our goals. So for me, the first one is someone who's visionary, and and when I when I say visionary, they need to ha- have the emotional intelligence to appreciate the wider picture and also the wider audience, and 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 be prepared to take responsibility. So if things don't go, if things don't go well it's important to put your hand up and say, actually, uh, this is not working. It just means we need to reevaluate our strategy, come up with a new game plan and, and, and move in the right direction. So the first one, um, having the vision of being visionary. The second one for me is communication. And without communication uh, as a team, as a business, as an organization, we cannot progress. And, and for me, it's keeping, it's, it's keeping it simple. Uh, uh, and that means avoid using technical, so business jargons because sometimes as managers as leaders we emphasize keywords or buzzwords but we need to think about the why or and it's also going back to the whole emotional intelligence piece what impact will this have my behavior on everyone around me um so that's the second one for me and then the last one uh is accountability as le- as managers as leaders we need to take. We need to be able to take uh, take a step back uh, and 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 appreciate when our own vulnerabilities, the our mistakes, and also approach our team members for help. We can't possibly have answers to every possible question. Uh, it just makes it more exciting and more rewarding when we work as part of a team. So, just to give you an example, if someone's developing an idea let's not knock their confidence let's give them the motivation to develop this idea what's your thinking what's your rationale tell me a little bit more what is this what is your what is the impact behind your thinking so we don't necessarily need to take away the uh, the concept it's just enhancing the discussions
0: absolutely this and uh, it'd be remiss of me not to mention that now in the interview is asking the right questions And at MBM, we've created some new coaching cards. One is the coaching deck. So you've got core coaching questions from your Grow Coach model. And we've also got a leadership deck, which I've put together, which helps you to do the self-reflection, helps you to see where you're going, helps you to see what the obstacles are that are gonna come downstream, but then also create solutions with your team, with yourself, who to ask questions for, who to bring into, because as a leader, we're not designed to have all the answers. You know good leadership is about making sure you've got the people with the with the right capabilities when you don't have the answers and making those people feel included and bringing them in and then also helping them with those coaching questions to challenge in the right way so that the person can see maybe the the gaps in thinking because they haven't had that level of learning yet and then they can develop the thinking themselves come up with their own solution it's still their idea your responsibility as a leader to remove the obstacles by asking the right questions so that person finds a solution for themselves and then they will go on to go and do greater things than you did that is phenomenally powerful vision responsibility I've got responsibility down there as well and and, and communication um, and accountability huge absolutely vital good
1: yeah um it's just what I believe in as a professional and, and, and also I've of, of, of seen the impact it has had on me as a professional. Um, so it's always um, beneficial and valuable when I can share my experiences with my audience, the clients, the learners, and, and, and demonstrate how my vulnerabilities have, uh, has guided me to achieve greater success. So appreciating my vulnerabilities, developing a strategy to overcome that and then looking at the impact um, with regard to the journey. Um, So yeah, we have to be realistic as professionals. Uh, I'm not trying to create this unrealistic dream, vision, ideas, we need to keep it real.
0: For me, uh, there's two elements. One is, I learned this a few years ago, the thing that you lack is the thing that you're meant to give. So the thing that I always lacked was actually someone to, to challenge back. So I was there, you know, the very strong character, always pushing, and I wanted someone to push back, you know, with a with a with an, a the right assertion to challenge my thinking to help me become more incredible. And I never had that, and I was always seeking it. Um, and from the other side of your story, is, you know, you, you saw the benefits of the, you got exactly what you needed. You know, potentially there may have there may have been a lack of that elsewhere. You got that from that environment, and it just nurtured you to step up into that and, and move that forward. And I think in that that in itself is powerful because then you can see how important it is. And like, like for me, I see how important challenge is. Challenge is absolutely necessary um, to thrive. You can't do anything without that friction, that positive friction. Um, but mm-hmm. like you say for yourself, is is looking at that, having that vision, having that communication, having that accountability, uh, and being able to bring that up. The I think with the goal side of things for me is I think you. People do need the big goals and I think they do need a certain level of tension. But they also need to have the understanding. They also need to have, you know, the, the, the comprehension of how they just take the steps and how they keep moving towards it and how they build it. Um, yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: And for me with the leader, it's that leadership by proximity. It's that, you know, being there, catching them, getting it right, saying thank you at the right time, as you said before, you know, that appreciation, nurturing their ideas and nurturing them up. So that they feel like they can go and do something different as a result of your relationship because you know, for me listening to your story had you not had those things or you had the opposite you know it could have been a very different journey what do you think what makes a true leader
1: for me um it's respect for me that's that's the key word um, when you when you treat everyone as 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 people as humans around you, uh, and demonstrate genuine respect—not just from a business perspective, but just on a social level—just being friendly, open-minded, uh, willing to listen to what people um people what people would like to share. So for me, it's creating those moments, the opportunity. Um, I had my moment with these individuals, these professionals, and it's amazing what I have achieved over the last 27 years. So for me, it's, it's having that quality moment with your team members where you, you demonstrate you are genuinely interested in the well-being, uh, and not just from a business perspective, but also on a personal level. And mm-hmm. to me, that's just respect.
0: I'm going to put you on the spot what's the one thing that you remember one of your mentors guides saying that you still remember now to this day
1: learning learning is a never ending journey
0: nice. and there's always
1: room, there's always room for improvement hence i love pushing myself um last 2 years i completed 15 professional qualifications and i i and between now and the next 7 years I've got 27 courses in mind. Mm. I have pencil now. So for me, it's that piece. Learning is a never-ending, for me, it's a le- never-ending journey. And the more I'm able to acquire, it just means the more I'm able to share with my audience, my learners, my clients. Um, so yeah, I still remember. And, it was, and it, it, it was actually Mr. Brankin who said that to me, my English teacher. He said, nice. Jay, learning is a never-ending so yeah it's bizarre I still remember
0: and there's a reason why I say that when you're talking about know what makes a true leader it's being aware for me that there are things that people who are listening to this are saying today that will be repeated in 20 years time and having the comprehension of how powerful your own words are when you're sharing them with someone else uh, and the imprint and the impact that it makes on that person and it's curious you said that. you know you say about the number of qualifications you say about the professor professorship the um the, the fellowships that go with that and that's the one quote you remember so for me that just massively hyper punctuates
1: <laughs> um
0: the whole j experience
1: i remind myself i remind myself um and i have tried to reach out to this individual just to show how much i love this person as a human being if it was not for this individual not being in my life at that point clearly it would have been different mm. um i have also gone back to my school and i've I've, I've asked the, the head teacher if i could possibly have access to the email address and because of data protection and all the rest they said mm. jay it's not something we can share um i've also tried to reach out to this individual on facebook twitter Haven't had any success, but I just want to remember him for what he has done to me as a person, and Mm. he has inspired me to push my boundaries, and 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 convince myself. If if you have if you have a vision, if you have a strategy, that there's nothing to stop you from living your dream or your dreams. Mm. And and for me, and for me, it's a never-ending journey. And also, and why the reason why I said respect if you Google the subject, there's various sub- concepts that come up. But for me, it's from my own perspective, based on my own experiences. And what I have found, when you demonstrate respect to the audience around you, it's amazing uh, what you can, in terms of the reaction you get. Mm. So that's my buzzword, my keyword.
0: As I say, it's not even a buzzword. You know what, you know, the, I mean, <laughs> you said earlier, these buzzwords, they come and go. At the same time, kind of respect is absolutely vital, critical, and very necessary in in everything that we do. You know, respecting people for taking the time to invest in, you know, in in sharing their time with you, because time is one of the most valuable commodities we have. Um, For the respect in respecting them for engaging with you um, and, and giving you their attention, and also for helping you carry that message, because the more respect you give to them for that, the more likely they are to carry that message out and go and touch somebody else with it. Absolutely. And, and, and I think failure to to capture that as a thought leader, or even as a trainer or a coach, or, or even just a leader in a team, because your audience is your team, you're you're going to miss out massively.
1: Um, something else I'll quickly add um, with regard to my personal branding. I also had something else in mind, which was the Messiah, mm-hmm. and, and 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 the reason why I haven't used it as actively as I wanted to is the risk of offending people mm. but 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 if we put religion to a side and if we just look at the concept as it is uh the messiah is a pa- individual who's knowledgeable and is someone who guides people to choose between the right and so between the good and the bad mm. and 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 as a professional that's exactly what i do that's exactly yeah. what i do um i I did a workshop in Singapore and I introduced myself as the Messiah of leadership and, and, and I, quite a few people reacted negatively and, and challenged me and again, it got me excited. And then I explained my vision, my way of doing things and it was really bizarre. By the end of it, I had 57 aspiring managers and leaders in this workshop. And again, it was while I was on holiday. Uh, they all stayed back uh, and asked me if they could have my email and my LinkedIn profile, and it's amazing. Mm. Um, but for 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 me, magician is 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 a safe option. <laughs> <But> <laughs> don't is, want to offend anyone. <laughs> yeah, for,
0: for sure. But then, again, again, comes back to that um, those archetypes. Actually, when they talk about Messiah, um, and it's Robert Moore, and you you would love this book by the way. If you haven't read this, you need to get into the book. The audio is on YouTube free because I think the book's quite old now. It's called the um, King, the Warrior, the Magician, Lover, something along those lines. And he talks about, when you get into the depth of the King, he talks about the Messiah. He talks about Christo, um, kind of Christian archetypes and ideas and stuff. And actually that Messiah, I think when he, he breaks down the definition, of means King. It doesn't mean as in Christ, it actually means the King archetype, the King energy. Um, so again, it's that personification, but it's the connotation that people apply to this stuff that causes the power. You know, you could flip that on his head and go to completely controversial and say, you know, Adolf Hitler was a great leader. He was phenomenal at creating a movement and inspiring people to move. Doesn't make him you know, mentally sound or a nice person. Leadership capacity, phenomenally powerful. So it, it, it's again, it comes to that connotation that goes with these the, those moments, and making sure that we're tailoring that response and gearing people up. Yeah, I want to I want to create challenge. I want to create friction, and in mm. doing so, I know where that's going to go to. There'll be a couple of bumps, and there'll be a couple of people that don't like it at start, but then you start to get that that that, that engagement, and people move that space. Ah, I'm loving this conversation, Jay. Look, penultimate question. Yeah. How. <laughs> How go easy that,
1: on me? <laughs> <laughs> Don't put me in the spot now. Go easy <laughs> <on me. laughs>
0: How do you make behavioural change stick?
1: My vision. Nice. So for me, and it's not just my vision, but for anyone, if you have a vision in mind, you'll realise you constantly have to challenge your behaviour, and 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 because of this concept, this philosophy. it 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 stays with you in terms see i have i have met a lot of individuals professionals who have said oh you know we don't like change and we're very set in our own ways and all the rest but let's just take this covid19 for for example i mean if we look at the nation as a whole there are so many professionals working from home given a choice maybe six months back it would have been a no-go area something we there's no way we would consider but environments force us to change our behavior to 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 try new things to adapt uh it's 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 about survival so for me it's my vision personally for me from my perspective it's my vision from a audience's perspective it's what motivates them it's the it's the end goal what's attached to the the vision the dream uh, the objectives the smart objective whatever that is it's just That's that's, that's what drives it for me, and the vision. It's having that
0: stake in the ground. It's having a flag. You know, you you create an idea, and it's then having the flexibility and resourcefulness that sometimes when you want to get there, maybe the river turns left when you thought you were going to go right, but you still know where you're going. You still have an understanding that there's going to be a flow, there's going to be something that happens. Oh, this curve means that now I can actually incorporate this, and I can include this. But you've got the the flag in the sand, you know where you're going, you move to it, and people will make a decision. I believe in Jay, I'm going to help him get there. I don't believe in Jay, I think he's full of something, and I'm not going to go with him. (laughs) (laughs) But you give people the opportunity to make that decision, and then through that conviction, through that energy, through that ownership of who you are when you come to that equation, boom, then people can make a decision, and more people will make the decision to go with you based on actually if you know who you are as that leader
1: yeah absolutely and, and i get excited when people challenge me it's it's an good. opportunity for me to demonstrate how good i am and how i can inspire them and, and and i've been in situations where people have said jay how can you be so arrogant i said and i will say i'm not arrogant i'm confident there's a difference mm-hmm. because of my success because of what i have done if i never had this self-confidence this self-belief there's no way i would have achieved a quarter of what i have achieved and I'm not just talking from a financial perspective. Uh, you know, I'm talking about my own personal development, the fellowships, uh, the education, also the impact I've had on so many professional clients. I mean, every workshop, there's always some learners who stay back and say, "Yeah, I just want to say, you've been great. You inspire me, you motivate me. And I'll, I'll always say to them, oh, just put in an email to my line manager. Who knows, I might get a pay rise out of it. So let's yeah. just be creative. But again, it's just the um, it's it's having that vision. It's it's having that self belief. Otherwise, what is the point? What Agreed. what is the point of 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 you know doing what we do if we can't achieve success? If we can't help people progress and and become a better version of of a professional figure?
0: Mm-hmm. Agreed on so many different points. Jay, last question. <laughs> this is the easy one.
1: And you're definitely going
0: and I would hope you definitely have the answers to this one. Where can people find you?
1: LinkedIn, uh, Moiba Rahman
0: 2020. Wonderful. And we'll get that in the, the credits underneath. So you can see, um, you get the LinkedIn details and, and the connection details for Jay. Um, people call him Jay, his his real name is Moiba Moiba Rahman everyone calls him jay i get to call him a friend now because this is just phenomenal we're having a lot of fun doing this this is amazing thank thank you (laughs) thank you thank you
1: (laughs) honestly it's been a pleasure for me and 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 i think it's great we both have bounced off each other and, Mm. and, and and for me that's inspiring it just demonstrates we're we both are heading in the right direction professionally um this from a leadership perspective it's also that social connection if you're not able to connect with your audience how do you move forward yeah um so i just want to say thank you for the opportunity nathan uh, it's been great to come on and, and 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 talk about what i love doing my passion
0: i was going to say it's, it's a hard life isn't it talking about what you love doing but look, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so look for uh, the people listening to this i just want to say thanks very much for your time really hi and we respect you taking the time to listen to this interview, it is, you know deeply appreciated. Go and dig in, go and have a look at the work of what Jay's doing, go and find out about the fellowships that he's involved in, go and look at the, the research that he's doing, invest some of your time into your own development to be in his space. And go and ask him some questions. This man is curious about his own abilities and his own beliefs and his own capabilities in the leadership domain. And with that in mind, he wants people to be curious about theirs with him as well. So I encourage you: connect, speak, ask questions, see what's going on from, and learn from this 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 fountain of knowledge that's going to help you <laughs> be, you know, be a better leader. You know, get some of that magic energy. Go and experience what the magician's got to do, because I'm sure he's pulling more than birds out of his top hat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're having fun. It's a good. Jay, look, thanks very much for today, Everybody, thanks very much for your time. We'll see you on the next interview. Firstly, massive thank you from the MBM team for tuning in to this sticky interview. And if you haven't already done so, now is the time to click subscribe and stay up to date with our new training videos and great interviews. And secondly, if you want to learn more about the skills we've been talking about in this episode, click the link and take a look at the MBM virtual classrooms they're there to help you be the best version of you in the work that you do. Until next time, see you soon.